a fast note before we get started today. Please know this podcast may contain content that may be disturbing to some listeners. All opinions expressed are that of the individual and are not meant as a substitute for professional mental health or medical advice. We advise reading the show notes for more detailed description before you listen to this podcast. Remember, mental health matters. Please take good care of yourself. Hello and welcome. It's Tammy Lawrence, Symbolisti here. Thank you for joining us for the I'm Still Here, Messages from the Other Side podcast. Each week, we'll be talking to individuals who believe that they have had messages from the other side. So interesting to hear as we all share our time together, still here. Welcome, everyone. We have Antonetta here today to talk about her daughter and some experiences that she's had with her. We were just talking before we started the show that your daughter's name was Tiziana. It's Italian, and Tiziana was a famous painter in Italy. What was she like when she was alive? She was very outgoing and very expressive. Like she wasn't a quiet person. She was involved in the, she was a lifeguard for many years. Then she went to high school and she still worked as a lifeguard. She knew a lot of people and everybody loved her. And then she went to university for a few years and and everybody knew her very well. What university did she go to? University of Guelph. What was she studying? She started with uh, environmental engineering, but then she gave up for a while and then she came out and she was working. So that's, I think it was getting hard that she get, she came out for a, you know, for a while and she was working. It's hard to balance that, that work uh, life schedule, especially when you're in your early like 19s and 21s and around those years, it's hard to kind of get ourselves acclimated. He was actually at the university and working. So at the same time, but then I don't know, maybe it got too hard and she decided to come out for a couple of years. Your daughter did pass away. He passed away in January 1399. Uh, there was a storm, no storm, not too far away from my five minutes from the house. And she had a car accident. She died instantly. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Did they say that it was her, like, driver error or? Yes, maybe. No, really. Just because the road uh, clear and then there was some snow, but it, it, it came like a ice, like, you know, and she lost control of the car two times. Yes and no, you know, maybe she was going a little bit more, not over the speed, but she was going a little faster than the normal way. And then I was told she died instantly. I'm sorry to hear that. How did you find out that she had passed away? Uh, the policeman came to the house. Prior to that, if you don't mind, I'm going to go back one step. Please. I never miss a day of work. But that morning when I woke up, I wasn't feeling very good. And actually the day before that I was at work, I kept on crying. But it wasn't a normal cry. I People used to ask me what's wrong why I said there's something in my eyes like you know it wasn't really a cry but my eyes were full of tears but I wasn't crying like there was no reason to cry I blame it and maybe I had a head cold that's what I blame it at I don't know anyway the day before so the morning I call in sick which I never never sick I'm never sick and my daughter she had two two jobs at that time she was working in two jobs 
that morning she had an appointment at the massage therapist she never had in her life. So she had an appointment in Waterloo and she woke up. She was surprised that I was home. She had lunch and then she left. And I told her to be careful because the roots were bad. There was lunchtime. So she left. At 1.30, the place in Waterloo called me and asked, asked if Tiziana was home. I said, no, she's coming to your studio and maybe the roads are bad. And they said, maybe. Anyway, she never made it. I was in the house. I was like a lion in a cage. I was walking from one window to another window. I was going completely crazy because I knew something happened. And she was supposed to, Tiziana, before going to the massage therapist, she was going to stop and see the other daughter that I had while she never showed up. My younger daughter called me and said, what, what happened? I said, she left to meet you, but she never came. She never met her. And then around three, two policemen came at the door and they said that, that, I, that I have a daughter. They gave me the name, Tiziana, Jessica. And I said, oh, is she in a car accident? Because in the meantime, I called hospital around here because I was afraid she had a car accident. I said, did she have a car accident? Is she okay? And they said, no, she's dead. That's what they told me. Wow. And I told them, I told them they were wrong, that it wasn't true. They knew I was agitated. I wasn't screaming anything, but I said, you're wrong. She's not dead. She's okay. Well, what happened? And she said that the other people okay. They told me it was two cars involved and the other people were okay but she was dead. They said, we'll stay here until you can, co- you can contact someone from the family. I was trying to reach my husband. He was at work, but for some reason he was out and I couldn't contact him. I called my younger daughter. I told her what happened. She was very, very upset. And then I called my sister-in-law. So she came over and with her husband, they stayed with me. So then the policeman left. They told me that I had to go and to the hospital to identify her body and they left. Wow. That was a really hard day. It was hard. Then my husband showed up. He thought that maybe Tiziana tried to use a snowblower for, to clear the driver because the driver was very bad. I don't know how she had a small car. How did she get out from the driver? We don't know. She did it with the shovel a little bit. So my husband said, maybe she tried to use this snow blower. It's very heavy. And maybe she hurt herself. That's what he thought. I don't know how. Like his destiny that she was able to get out from the driveway, not get stuck in the snow because it was really bad. It was a big, a big storm. I think I was mad at my husband. I told him off. I was really mad. I said bad things to him. For and sure. That- well, there's a lot, of re- a lot of anger surrounding that stuff. Even the way that the police officers told you, they could have. Yeah. They said she's dead. Softly. Yeah, no, no. She said that she's dead. I said, oh, you're not. You're not. I kept insisting that it's not true. Then we had to go to the hospital to identify the body. And she was cold because she died instantly. We said the goodbye, but it was very hard. And then from there, we had to go to the funeral home to arrange everything because she had to be moved. Mm-hmm. So try to decide what do you think she would like. 
What would she like? I don't have these conversations with people normally of what do you want to do when you pass? No, until maybe when you're older, when mm-hmm. you're older, you, especially the parents tell you, the parents tell the, the, the children, their own children say, I would like for you to do this for us, but not for us, uh, a son or a daughter to tell the parents to tell you what to do. When she was only 24. I was going to say, at the age of 24, you don't expect to hear that news. You expect no. them to live until they're no. nine or whatever. No, because everybody heard on the radio about the accident. So the phone kept on ringing because they didn't think it was her. They thought maybe it was somebody else, but it was her. That I had, I went to bed. And then I think the dog in the morning or the same night, my family doctor came at the house. And he brought me something. I don't know what he brought me. I think it was a sleeping pill or something to for the pain. I really don't know. I know I use it for two days and then I stopped using anything. I said, I have to be strong and I have to do it on my own, not with the chemical medication. I would, you know, what can they do for me? My younger daughter was upset and she says to me, I was really, I remember I was in bed and she came and she said, Mom, no, you too now. I don't want to be alone. She was very upset, but nothing was going to happen to me. It was just a shock. Did you happen to have any communication from her from the other side when she passed? Yes. After, soon after, her bedroom, we could smell. I think her soul must have been around the house. I don't think she realized that she was dead. She probably didn't know it was so fast. So she was around the house, but her room had this beautiful fragrance and I didn't have any air freshener or anything. Fragrance of spring flowers like violet. And I looked around, but there was nothing there. And I could feel like a wind. We have two story house. So when we go up, we will go up at night. We could feel that she was there, like could feel like a wind. Maybe she was going to try to contact us more. But I have the feeling because I, we both grieve in a different way, my husband and I. We're very different. He's, he's very close and more open. Maybe she was, but we both were in pain, right? So we couldn't be open to receive her. We were not open enough for the pain to see what she was trying to give us. So we had the wind, like it felt like someone was here. It could feel like a wind. Then I would go to bed at night. I'm the type that I always try to be strong in front of everybody else. So at night when my husband will be sleeping, then I would just cry on my own or be quiet. I could feel like a heat around me. Like she put my hand, like, you know, when you're trying to heal somebody with your hands, she was around me trying to heal my, myself. I get to try to heal me or try to hug me mm-hmm. at night. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, awful that you have to go through it, but beautiful that you could still feel her presence close by. Then later on, a few months after, my husband, which he does not believe on all this, but since Tiana died, he does. My younger daughter came and she was doing laundry and my husband was outside trying to barbecue something. Myself and my daughter were inside the house. He was outside. My husband came rushing into and say, well, what happened to my daughter? Why are you calling me? But it wasn't her. Somebody said, hi, dad. Oh, wow. He thought it was a younger daughter calling him. But it was actually Tiziana calling him. Oh, love you. Hi, dad. Love you or something. 
Mm-hmm. He hardly heard. He actually heard. So she really tried very much to. And to say, you know what, I am still here. I'm just on that other side of the veil and you cannot see me. Now, at one point when we were in a meditation class uh, some weeks ago, you had mentioned something about a train track. Would you be interested in sharing that story with the Oh, with- yeah. That happened soon after the funeral. I thought about it. I thought about it. And I went, we have a train track here, not too far. I thought maybe if I just put my car there and wait for the train, I can go too with her. And I was there with the car. I think I never told anybody. I think I told my husband after we had the meditation. I said, if I go, I go with her. I heard a voice saying, no, no, you have to stay. You have to stay. You have things that you have to do. You have to stay. And so you drove. Yeah, yeah, but it I it was very bad. I was really in a low, in a bad stage, I should say, in a low. Absolutely. And how, how did it make you feel when you heard this voice and you you drove home? Did you have a sense of peace with that, or you were still just in such a, a strong amount of grief that you couldn't? Well, I I kind of said, well, I guess there must be her telling me who mm-hmm. else can be. It's her trying to tell me the right thing to do. And I was really surprised. I was actually surprised. And then there was another time that was a few years after. She's been around quite a lot. Lately, she passed away so many years ago, but I'm still in pain the same day she died. So maybe I don't let her to come in and uh, I don't let, my grief doesn't let her, like I can't, doesn't let, doesn't let her come in because mm-hmm. the grief, like the pain is so bad that I can't, let it go. One time it was noise and I was turning left. I was wrong. And I was turning anyway, a car was coming and someone made me stop. I could feel it from the back. Right. Was it like a hand on your shoulder or something? Yeah, or? something like it stopped me mm-hmm. from turning left. So I maybe it was her, unless I have a, a, a guardian angel that I don't know. Yeah, possibly. Or somebody was helping me. And I wouldn't, I would never know because like I said, if you're calm and everything, you can receive all these things coming to you. But if you're too upset or uptight, you can't receive them. That's Mm -hmm. what I think. Yeah, absolutely. What is one thing that you said you're still in a state of grief right now, but what is one thing that kind of helped get you through all of these years since uh, 99? Do you believe it? If I tell you in 2000? A granddaughter came. That's oh. how it helped us. And I was told from someone that this uh, granddaughter is a, an old soul. That she came around to, I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what they told me. There was a, a lot of help because she put all us together again. Right. It's amazing how healing a baby can be in, in a family. Yes, Tammy, you, one, it goes and one, one, it dies and somebody else come. And I have to tell you one thing too, which I didn't tell you. My, uh, we're going back when she dies. So it was just months after she dies. My husband heard her and my younger daughter heard her. Uh, it was through a phone. The phone kept on ringing on her, her number, like her Tiziana's number. But there was nobody talking. Maybe she couldn't. But all, every time the phone would ring and it wasn't on her number. Interesting. And was the yeah. number disconnected or anything? We disconnected that way. Mm-hmm. But then I kept her, her phone 
um, before we disconnect for a long time just to hear her voice. Now I forgot her voice. That's the harder part if we want to be able to record everyone. I mean, today's day and age, it's a lot better because we can record with cell phones and things like that. But even back in 99, people weren't doing that. If you had one piece of advice or a tip for somebody that is also going through the grieving loss of a child, what would you say? I know it's very hard to let it go, but the only way they can feel this person is if they can let go the pain slowly from from their heart. And then maybe they can reconnect with them through meditation because you have to be relaxed there's a buddhist meditation teacher her name is tara brock and she doesn't use this for grieving but i I think it's a wonderful uh, analogy that she says to speak to your inner child and she says to put one hand on your heart and to say it's okay and i take that to a step further especially with this whole experience of grieving to put your hand on your heart to take some full and complete breaths and say it's okay i'm still here which is twofold because we are physically still here, obviously in the physical realm, but then we have this other side of us that is still here, those loved ones who have passed that are still here on some energetic level as well. So this whole, I'm still here breathing is really mm-hmm. helpful to, to kind of move our, us forward through the grief, which is insurmountable. Sometimes we're just taking one moment at one minute at a time, right? That's true. Mm-hmm. I think meditation is the, is the best thing for that, for everything, but especially for if you're missing somebody that passed away. Because yeah. through meditation, anyone can come see you or talk to you, even if you don't notice. Because you, because when we were you were asking me about the, the meditation that we did a couple of weeks ago, when I was in the cottage, so the cottage, I have it all, like I still remember the way it was stone very rough but very nice right and I sat down and I didn't know because I wasn't seeing anybody until someone actually put a, a hand on my shoulder I don't have 100% confirmation it is her but I think it, it is her maybe mm. you know, maybe 99% I think it's her Yeah. And we have to go with our gut reaction. So for people that are listening, this was a meditation that took us into a small home that we enjoyed. And it might've been a cottage, or I think Antonetta said it was a cottage. And within that room, we asked for spirit guides or someone from the other side to come and visit. So this, that was uh, your experience was feeling a hand on the shoulder, which is so beautiful. And also someone asked after Titiana died, I, Okay, I read a lot of books because I was going crazy. We started doing some counseling, but also I was going crazy because, you know, there was so much going on in my mind. Went a few times to the spiritual church. I read book and spiritual church. At the spiritual church, they told me that she was always behind me. I couldn't see her, I couldn't feel her, but she was with me. So that's why I have one confirmation that she's always around. I don't know. <laughs> The meditation is the best thing. Yeah, for sure. Just ways to, like you said, quiet your mind enough to be able to connect with those messages that might be coming in, or even just to feel that they're still close to us because our grief holds them so tightly that it's really hard for us to let them go. They're always led, trying to let us know that they're there and they they want us to feel, feel okay with where we're at. I agree. 
100%. We, we are so involved in our pain that we don't let them come. For sure. And it takes a long time. You're saying this was in 1999 and we're just yes. 21 now and it's still still feeling quite fresh. 22 years ago, it's still fresh. But, you know, this is the way it is. And I, I think it shifts and changes the, the grief that we experience. So the, obviously the grief you're feeling now is very different than what it felt like in 1999, but it's still there. It's still... It feels like, um, and you probably know, because you lost a few members of your family, the, your heart has some pain. The pain is always there, but are not as strong. Soon when someone dies, you feel like they put a, a knife in your heart. And then slowly, slowly heals a little bit. Then you go through periods of being miserable in the sense you don't want to be bad, but then you think, why happened to us, to my family? Why didn't it happen to my friend's family? Or you come very bitter about it. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's happy. Everybody's family is happy. Why it happened to us? Why didn't, why didn't she hear? Sometimes I'm mad at her. I tell you, you should be here. You should have kids, 47 years old. So you should be here. She was born the same day I was born. So she uh, was my special gift when she was born. Quite a birthday gift. Yeah. She, I wanted a girl. and she, So I was so happy when she was born. And so I, I, I said, well, I'm glad that I had you for 24 years old, 24 years. But you should be here now with the family, everybody else physically here. It's hard because we look at other people and see that their lives are so different from our life experience, but they have troubles too. We just don't see their troubles. That's right. I agree with, but But when you're grieving, you go through different stages. You come bitter, you, you know, you don't want to be mean, but you are mean a little bit, (laughs) even if you don't want to. And it, it's all a journey, right? It's a personal experience. We wish that grief was an easy connect the dots kind of thing, but it's not. No. It's random puzzle pieces that don't fit in anywhere. That's why. That's why. But I think the hours around her all the time. I talk to her too. I pray and I talk to her and, I, you know, if I need anything or help. Yeah. I find that valuable myself to still have those conversations. And even if there isn't a grave site to go to wherever you are, just stop and talk to them. And they're, they're there to listen and offer help. Yeah. They can. Yes. I don't know if they can, but I'm sure they try. I'm sure they try. For sure. Well, I guarantee we- that uh, Tatiana would want you to have a beautiful life, even though she's not physically a part of it now. I think so. I think so. Yes. Well, thank you so much for telling me your story. Today. I, I definitely appreciate it. It sounds like definitely not the easiest thing to go through at all, but I think it's confirming to know that people can maybe watch for messages from the other side. And as you were saying that your daughter passed away in 1999 and you're still, this is 2021, and you're still kind of feel like she's, she's still around sometimes and I think that's really important. Yes. Thank you for having me. We are so grateful for our guests for sharing their time with us and sharing their experiences. It's wonderful to know that we're not alone, and it's so great to hear that even though our loved ones have passed, that they are still here with connections, albeit different from before. Be sure to subscribe and to share this podcast. If you have an experience that you'd like to share, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Please email me. We're also grateful to Kevin McLeod and to Computech for sharing this wonderful background music entitled Happy Dreams.
Thank you for sharing your time with us. May you enjoy your time still being here.